A Canadian from Nigeria talks to us today about her life and what that means now. Good friend Colette Ohiro is an amazing person from Nigeria, but she's actually Canadian. We're going to talk about her story today. It reminds me of a passage I have that hangs on the wall of my house, and it's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Her story and what she realized in Jesus Christ reminds me of this. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. You know, one of the things that we need to keep in mind is this idea of trust. Trusting in God, what does that mean? Well, uh, you can come from a very complicated situation, and when you do, still, God has a way of working it all out. Now, let's listen today carefully to this Beyond the Call program as we listen to my good friend, Colette. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, write to P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668 that's Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. That's Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. You know, Beyond the Call is fun and interesting to do because you learn so much about people. And one of the people that we have today is Colette O'Hero, and she is an amazing person, one of my good friends. And Colette, it is good to see you today. It's good to see you, Pastor Rod. Now, I've got to ask a question because this is really important. You were not born in Nigeria. No. You're a Canadian. Yes, I'm a born Canadian. How? And you were born in Ottawa. Ottawa. The capital of Canada. Yes. What in the world's going on? We need to go back and discover what happened here. So yes. what happened? So my parents came over from Nigeria to study in Canada. My dad had gotten a visa, a student visa, 
to come study a master's in political science. And um, he uh, came with my mom, who at that time was pregnant, and with my oldest sister. And uh, they came to Ottawa. My, they actually went to Carleton University. My Carleton, mom, right. Yes. And at the same time, my mom also got to study, and she did uh, her bachelor's degree, stroke master's in English and literature. Wow. Yes. So now they're, they're here, but they found it difficult just because there was so much to do. Yes. So then they went back. So um, actually what happened was they, my mother gave birth to my sister, uh, who she was pregnant with on their way to Canada. So your sister's a Canadian? Yes. Okay. And then here I came along. She got pregnant with me. While, again? Again, while they were studying. So now you're born. So I'm now, I'm now born. And, um, and yeah, yes, yeah, so I was two years old when they decided to take me and my oldest sister, the one that was born here as well, back to Nigeria to my grandmother way back in the village. In the village. So the what village. is the village? What's the name of the village? Do you remember? Yes, Ubiaja. Ubiaja. Yes, Ubiaja. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so you're born here yes. and your, your parents spent about three years here, roughly. Yes, roughly three, four years. At Carleton University. At Carleton, and yes. And he learns his studies in yes. political science. Yes. Which is fascinating. Fascinating. So what does he do? Next, they went to Hamburg University, where he got his PhD in political science. You're kidding me, PhD in political science. Yes. So. Technically, he's a doctor. Yes, of he's a science. doctor, Doctor Jacob Obian. Wow! Yes, but he's in Nigeria. So, 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 no, he's in. He, they went to Germany. So then, you know, after Germany, the, so he yes, went to Germany. Yes, from here. Okay. yes, they went to Germany from here. So, did he ever get back to Nigeria from Germany? <laughs> yes. So after he got his um, uh, PhD in political science, his younger brother then had uh, a shipping business in Lagos, Nigeria, and invited him to come over. I said, you know what, come back to Nigeria, you and your family, and uh, I have a job for you. You don't need to stay in Europe. You don't need to go back to Canada, so come back to Nigeria. And that's what they did. So they stayed there. So you then... I was still in the village with my grandmother. So you're with your grandmother growing in Nigeria up. Yes. growing up. Yes. So, so you're a Canadian Yes. who's originally from Nigeria, but you're born in Canada. Yes. And then you grow up in Nigeria yes. till what age? 21 years old. At 21 years old, you make a decision yes. to come to Canada. Yes. Why? And because, um, you know, at that time when um, you finish schooling and you're looking for more opportunities, I had actually done my first degree in uh, theater arts. So you, you're a theater arts major? Yes, I'm a theater arts major. And I had big dreams to go to Hollywood. So your, your ultimate goal is to, to get to Hollywood. So you want to be a performer? Oh, yes. So did you ever get to Hollywood? No. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God I didn't. Yeah, no. So, so okay, so you, you have this degree, you did this, this uh, and you came back to Canada. Yes. So what happened then? So, you know, I um, got married. Actually, before I, I left Nigeria, I met my husband while in my last year of university. So that's where you met your husband. Yes. And that's Izzy. Yes. Okay. 
All right. And um, so, yeah, we started a family. He came to join me five years later. <laughs> five years later, you got married, and then five years you're apart, and then five years later he came to join you. Yes. This is a stunning story, I'm telling yes, you. Yes, quite stunning. So that's so you you come here not now you when you came back. Uh, did you come to Toronto or did you? So I actually went to Montreal. Yeah. Montreal. Montreal. So now we're in Montreal. Okay. <laughs> we're in Montreal. And I was there uh, with my mom. And then I had my first son already while trying to um, file for Easy to come join me in Canada. So you had to sponsor Easy because you yes. were a Canadian. You yes. could do that. Yes. So you sponsored your husband. Yes, I sponsored <laughs> my husband. Yes. So he he, he came, yes. and uh, so you finally get your family together. Now, yes. are you still in Montreal? So yes, we were in Montreal for a few months after he came to join us, and then we decided to move to Mississauga. Mississauga. Yes. So when did you move to Mississauga? So we moved to Mississauga in 1997. 97. Did you like it, Mississauga? Yes, we loved it. Absolutely loved it. So what is the difference between yes. living in Mississauga and living in Nigeria in a village? Oh, man. Yeah, actually, after my parents came back. So your parents uh, did come back. Yes, okay. to Nigeria. I finally joined them up in the big city. Okay. So I went to school, you know, in this in the big city. So yes, so coming from Nigeria now to Canada, it was a different world, of course, more developed. Uh, you had more, you know, facilities and all of the things that you wanted to do, uh, pursue further education, whatever it was, job, employment, you know, that that sort of a, a thing. And so, yeah. Now this is interesting because you made the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, part of your life yes and uh this is all fascinating we've got the sort of the overview, overview of where you come from which is a lot of places when did jesus christ become real to you so jesus christ became real to me um in 2005 and my oldest sister rose and her husband they were both pastoring then in florida led easy and i to christ he became more than just a name. So just to back up a little bit, my parents were Catholics and are still Catholics. And so they raised me in the Catholic faith. So growing up, it was like we just had to do what especially my mom said. She was more of the religious, really deeply religious, staunch Catholic, like we would say, very, very deep in the faith. And um, so I used to go to church just to please my mom so she won't get mad. But it was just routine. It was just to please my mom. It was just to make sure I didn't get into trouble with her. So I would go to church. Unfortunately, when I got to university, I was just Catholic by name. I wasn't really practicing. I wouldn't go to church unless I went home for holidays. Mm. So, so when my sister... God, my sister got born again. My eldest sister got born again first. In the early 90s, she became born again. And she started talking about being born again. We were like, what are you talking about? Have you gone, have you lost your mind? We are Catholics. You can't, what born again? What are you talking about? Is this a cult? <laughs> really? <laughs> it was chaos. 
She's driving you crazy with this. And now stuff. she's in the U.S. She's living in Atlanta. She's like, I'm born again. My life has transformed. And this is for real. And now you have to understand my sister, before she became born again, even living in Nigeria, she used to, you know, go to parties, smoke, drink, all of these things. And all of a sudden, I'm born again. No more of those stuff. Life totally 180 transformed. And then she began to talk to me about Jesus. And, you know, I had gone to live, before coming to Canada, actually, I had gone to live with her in, in, in the U.S., in Atlanta for a couple of years. So she talked, she'd been mentoring me, trying to tell me about Jesus. I'm like, no, I go to Catholic church. You go to that other place we don't know. It's like the people are crazy over there. <laughs> but... <laughs> So serious. So, um, yeah, but she got married to a pastor. And then to cut the long story short, in 2004, Izzy and I, we, we sold our home, the, the house that we had then, and moved to a bigger house. And in 2005, we both lost our jobs. Yes. That's it, just like that. Just like that. Lost our jobs. And so I found myself in a networking business selling um, vacation, uh, vacation packages. And I needed to go to, uh, for this conference, and guess where the conference was going to be? Where my sister was now living. Now she'd moved from Atlanta. She's now in Florida. She and the husband had started a church. And that was where we were going to be having the conference. I was like, so I turned to my husband. We're still living our lives. Still like joking around, not real Christians, but not really, you know, we just go to church, whatever, do the routine. And I said, well, honey, guess what? We're, we're going to, um, we're going to Florida where Rose and her husband is pastoring a church because we have to go for a business trip. Stay there. We're going to continue this really good story. So stay there. And uh, when we return, we'll talk about what in the world happened. The most known, yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. We're in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to www.biblediscoverytv.com. I mean, what is it with these people who are born again? They're just going crazy. They're, they're bothering me. They're bothering me. Well... Colette had that experience, and now 
she's going to Florida to visit her sister, who is one of these born-again people. Colette? <laughs> yes. So, I remember Izzy's going, so what are we going to do in the pastor's house? <laughs> so, they're going down there to the, because she married a pastor. Yes, and, and Izzy and I, we're going to go on this business trip. So, I said, well, yeah, they are family. What are we going to do? We have to visit her. We can't just go to the business trip in Florida and then we don't go to the pastor's house. So anyway, we get, we get to Florida and it was it was nice. We went really for the business trip and everything. And being in the pastor's house, they started having these prayer meetings every night before we go to bed. We gather together, read the Bible, and pray and everything. It, it seems. What do you think about that? It was for me. It was nice. Um, it was it, it, for some reason it didn't it didn't feel weird. It just seemed all right. And I think. God was just preparing our hearts. He was just setting us up for something big, really. So on two nights before we left to come back to Canada, we were in this prayer meeting, praying. My brother-in-law, he's a real prayer warrior, just praying, praying, praying. I tell you, Pastor Rod, all of a sudden, I felt like the heavens opened and fire came through and just, just enveloped me, entered my heart. I, it, it felt like everything just melted away. That's the best way I can describe, describe it. And I just knew it was God. I just knew God had gotten a hold of me. And this born again stuff, I wanted it. I wanted to be born again. I wanted to know Jesus for me. I just, I just had this knowledge come in me that, yes, I wanted to know Jesus just more than a name. I wanted to have a personal relationship with Jesus. I didn't want to do church like I was doing before. I didn't want it to be routine. I really wanted to, I really wanted it to be a real relationship. Part of your life. Not some obscure God. And I thought, well, it's just me that experienced this. So I'm just going to tell Easy that I want to investigate more about what has happened in my life. And that night, nobody really knew as such that anything had happened. So the next day, after tossing all night, wondering what was that feeling? What changed? Something has changed in me. So I asked my brother-in-law, Quietly, why my mom, easy, they were all sitting there and I was like, yeah, so pastor, um, I, do you know of any churches <laughs> in Canada, in Toronto area that we, that we could attend? And it was like, um, I said, because something happened to me last night and I really want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to I want to, I want, I don't want church as usual. I want to know more. And so is there any Bible believing church that we could go to? And Izzy was looking at me and, and, um, and so my brother-in-law said, you know what? Not really, but I do have some pamphlets or some stuff that I've put together that for new believers. And he led me through you know, praying, receiving Jesus into my life, repenting of my sins and accepting Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. 
And so later on, uh, Izzy and I started to talk. I can't even remember the sequence exactly, but we started to talk. And I said, do you know something happened last night to me? And he said, guess what? It happened to me too. Izzy said that. I'm like, what? He said, yes, I felt the tangible presence of God. And I'm with you for us to investigate this further. And that's how we became born again. So God literally, you're Catholic, and God literally said, it's time for you to know me. Yeah. And he came in and he grabbed your souls. Now that's interesting. So what happens? You get back to Canada. That's fascinating. We go back to Canada. Honestly, I used to drink. I did not want to drink alcohol anymore. You, you didn't want to drink? No. I didn't want to go to the secular parties anymore. I just, I just, I was on fire. And Easy felt the same. That was what was so supernatural about our experience. We knew, I, I thought I was hallucinating. I thought maybe what I experienced was not real, but Easy confirmed and said, no, I feel what you feel. I'm like, really? So then, we started investigating, looking for churches to go to. So Easy now said, I know of a church not far from us. It's a small church, and I've been there. That was Faith Gospel Tabernacle Church. And, uh, and then I met uh, a lady. I, I got a job now working for Toronto Hydro. So now you're working for Toronto Hydro. Okay, yes. so go ahead. And I needed, and I needed to take the gold train to mm -hmm. Toronto. And I met this lady who happened to be a lawyer, now a judge, and said, we started talking. And of course, we started sharing about our faith, told her my story, how my husband and I became born again, and all of that. She said, well, guess what? My husband and I, we have a small church that we are running right now in Bramalee, and we would like you to come visit. So I told Izzy, I said, I know you found a church, but can we go visit my friend's church <laughs> that I met on the train? What did he say? He said, yes, let's go. <laughs> so to cut the long story short, we started ministry like that 2005. And um, in 2019, we came right back. Back to, to faith, faith gospel. Wow. That is incredible. Of course, now you work at Faith Gospel and uh, the interpretive dance team and all that yes, stuff. That's amazing. That's amazing. So uh, you, you, with all of this happening, this is a, a very busy life. Let me ask you a question. Your life before Christ, your life after Christ, what's the difference? It's like night and day. Night and day. I see why the angels rejoice in heaven when one soul is saved. Your, I mean, before Christ, our life was chaos. I didn't even know Easy and I's marriage would make it because Easy grew up in a broken home, father, mother divorced. My parents were in marriage, but it was quite chaotic. And maybe that's why I was not really attracted in the first place to the religious lifestyle and I thought I didn't see any transformation in their lives so and so when Izzy and I got married coming from these backgrounds 
it didn't look like we were going to make it. But after Christ came into our lives, I was able to see my marriage through the lens of God's eyes, through his word, loving my husband, my children, learning how to pray, speak blessings over my husband, over my children, over my family, praying for them. Speak blessings over them? Yes. You learn how to pray? Yes. That's Night and day. So there's a whole range of... There's um, a shift. Yeah. There yeah. is a shift. The spiritual growth that you're talking about or growing that you're talking about, a lot of people might be watching and they don't understand it and they're like you were. I don't know with these born-again people, they're over there and they're kind of weird. What would you say to them? I would say Jesus is truly the way, the truth, and the life. He is such a compassionate God and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. One thing that I realized was if I was the only one on earth, he would have come for me anyway. You see, in Jeremiah 31, verse 3, he says, you know, the prophet Jeremiah said, I've, I've, the Lord has appeared for me from of old, and he has loved me with an everlasting love. And with loving kindness, he has drawn me. So he is speaking to you today. With loving kindness, he's drawing you. He's calling on you to have a relationship with him. He doesn't promise that it's going to be a smooth ride. But he says, I'm going to be with you till the very end of time. He is a big God with a huge heart. His love is undescribable. He loves us so much that he will send Jesus to save us, to set us free, to heal us. He is a magnificent God. And I'm so glad he saved me. And he saved me from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. A program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today. Reading the Bible from cover to cover, we learn how God spoke to the people in the past, speaks about the future, and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today. Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. I'm just thinking about this passage that we read at the beginning, which is trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him 
and he shall direct your paths. You know, Colette is somebody who understands what this verse means, who gets it. And hopefully you understand that God is real. He's not a religion. He's not some kind of gimmick that we come up with. And you need to give your life to the Lord, and I encourage you to do so. So make sure that you understand who Jesus Christ is. It is in his name and only his name, Yeshua HaMashiach, that we have the gift of life in Jesus Christ. So as we prayed that and as we learned that, may God keep us close to his word. This is how he speaks to us. And when we do that, we will learn from him every single day of our life.